0: Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy. And today, I'm joined by my co-host, Lucas Kaser. And today, we're going to be talking about our second or this is the second episode of the podcast murder your bookie hopefully you guys ended up enjoying week one week one or not even week one episode one we talked about the AFC in this episode we're gonna be talking about the NFC we're gonna be talking about prop bets we're gonna be talking about win totals all that jazz here before the season starts and then during the season we're gonna be posting every single week talking about best bets for the week as well as maybe some player props and whatever we find to be interesting for the given week so before we get into it Lucas you can say something here
1: Well, I hope everyone took some of – I mean, if you didn't take any of the bets, at least hopefully you just took the Jets bets that we said because (laughs) those are the ones that are guaranteed to hit. There's no way they're good. So hopefully you took that into account. I think the – I would say I feel more confident about the – well, yeah. I don't know. They're pretty even, but I do think there's a lot more in the NFC that seems – because a lot of them we were kind of on the fence with in the AFC, but I think the NFC has a lot more room to work with here.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we're going to start off here. We're going to talk about each division, each team, and give you guys a pick for each team. So we're going to start up here with the NFC North with the Minnesota Vikings. So my pick for the Vikings is Adam Thielen over six and a half touchdowns minus 110. I feel like Adam Thielen has been one of those guys that kind of revolves around the six to eight touchdown mark but that's obviously with Stefan Diggs on the team. I think with Stefan Diggs departing, over six and a half seems very good for Adam Thielen. Now Adam Thielen obviously isn't some guy who's like six seven or maybe not six, seven because that's really fucking tall but like six, five and he's going to just completely grab the ball in the end zone by jumping over the defender. He's not that guy but he's a guy that could just make a slant route from the five yard line and just catch the ball seven times and score seven touchdowns so I think that's definitely in the books for Adam Thielen I think Adam Thielen is going to have a fantastic year this season and six and a half touchdowns just seemed a little too low for me for Adam Thielen so what do you think about Adam Thielen real quick
1: yeah I haven't projected at eight um touchdowns are tough because I don't like to be like it they seem too easy right this is what I said that the overs seem way too easy on some of these so I think this one yeah I like I have projected at eight and that my projections were made before the whole Justin Jefferson working with the twos kind of aspect came to be. And I think, I think we're really going to see an Adam field sort of just, they're just going to feed him these first couple yeah. games because they're going to have to. And I think this is one where he's going to be healthy. I, I'm over the fact that he's healthy. Everyone says he's fine. So like 16 games, you got to give him a touchdown really every other game it seems legit because Dalvin Cook is probably going to get hurt. So they're going to have to throw the ball to someone. So, yeah, I think I like this one a lot. Um, Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think so too. Mine on the the Vikings, I couldn't really find a good one because I don't know about their win total. I didn't know about Thielen's yards because like it could just be really negative efficiency for a ton of targets, not a lot of yards, which is good for fantasy not good for real football but yeah i had dalvin cook most rushing touchdowns at plus 1200 i did the same thing for james Conner. this pending health it if he plays a full 16 i i don't i haven't projected at 10 rushing touchdowns i think i projected at 13 total games played
0: yeah so he, like he could he, literally score like yeah I, rushing touchdowns
1: yeah i have mccaffrey at 15 rushing touchdowns 113 Drake at 12 i need to adjust that because he's kind of banged up or whatever, but. Dalvin Cook right now is tied for fourth and projected total touchdowns for me, playing 13 games. So this is one where if he plays 16, it really comes down to him, McCaffrey, Henry, and I'll take the odds of the Vikings who, not that they run the ball a ton, but they made sure to get Dalvin Cook's touches in the red zone, and he, his breakaway speed and breakaway playmaking is insane. So I, another one to throw a little bit of money on, just to hope that, um, he, that he plays a full 16. But I, I think the Adam Thielen over six and a half touchdowns is a pretty solid one here.
0: All right, so now on to the Green Bay Packers. Now I have Devonte Adams yards leader plus fourteen hundred. Now I think it's between a couple of guys that could be the yards leaders. Probably going to either be Michael Thomas, maybe Devonte Adams, and then there's a couple of guys that I could see doing it: Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, obviously the Buccaneers, and then maybe Kenny Galladay. Anyway, there's a, probably like a laundry list of ten guys that I could see doing this. Now Devonte Adams has been a guy in the past who was very good, getting easily probably over 1400 or getting a shit ton of yards. But the reason why he didn't do it last year was because ended up getting hurt and now if he doesn't end up getting hurt this season with him being really the only wide receiver option there in Green Bay they bring in Devin Funches, and then the guy just says hey let me have 150 grand I'm opting out so which is a pretty smart financial move for Devin Funches, but not a smart move for him obviously for the Packers so now it's really just the Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers connection you're going to be relying on here of him just force feeding the ball when they're not going to run the ball the balls the ball is probably going to be thrown to Devontae Adams they don't have Jimmy Gar- uh, Jimmy Graham anymore they really have no one else out there that they can throw the ball to, I guess, besides Aaron Jones. So I think Devontae Adams is going to have an excellent year. And I think plus 1,400 is a nice spot for Devontae Adams. You obviously don't have to bet a shit ton of money for him to win. You could probably somehow sprinkle it on like two guys and just feel pretty confident in it. But I really like Devontae Adams this year. I was really big on him last season. I think he could have done this last year had he have not gotten hurt. So I think Adams is pretty good for this. So I like him at a plus 1,400 here.
1: Yeah, I think he's a very good candidate for this, just because the the theory behind why he would be. I mean, Lazard's so They're basically running back the same receiving core. They I mean, actually minus Jimmy Graham, and you're kind of. I mean, my mine for. I have Adams over seven and a half touchdowns. I'm projected at eleven. He was on pace to smash that in every every year of his career. I think except for one when he got banged up uh, last year. He was hurt, but he, he was on pace to go over that. It really this comes down to like, are you projecting? Aaron Jones did not have the usage he was last year. And even if you give him the same usage, I still think eight touchdowns, that's a touchdown every other game for Adams. is definitely uh, very legit, I guess. And I am projected at 11. I think that uh, him and uh, we'll go to the my guy when we get down to the Lions, Kenny G, I think, are they're both, I have them projected for the two highest touchdown rates because it, it just kind of has to, right? It just, it just, so yeah. I like that pick a lot. I have a different guy for receiving yards leader, but I definitely think Adams is worth the bet here at plus 1,400.
0: Yeah, and Adams is one of those guys that scored 10 touchdowns, I believe, every last three out of four years he did it, and obviously the only reason why he didn't do it last year was because he got hurt. So that's definitely seems like pretty much an easy bet if he stays healthy. So mm-hmm. now we're moving down to Chicago, the Bears, fourth place, plus 200. Now, I don't even know how this is legal, how plus 200 is allowed, because the Lions are going to be not the worst team in this division. I mean, it would take something serious to happen to the Vikings or the Packers for them not to be the one and two team in this division. So I think it's between the Bears and the Lions fighting for last place. And if Stafford's healthy, there's no way in fuck nine-inch Nick Foles is going to be able to pass at them. So I think fourth place is definitely there for the Bears. I think their defense might be the only reason why it stops them from coming in fourth place. But now with David Montgomery missing likely a couple of games, I mean, they reported two to four weeks A couple of days ago, as you guys are watching this, so that could be he might be there to start the season. But if I'm if I'm uh, David Montgomery, I'm not rushing myself back out there personally. I think that would be a stupid idea to try and get hurt again when this is like your year to prove that you are the guy there and that you are good. Especially if the Bears are could potentially draft the guy next year since the running back class is very good. So I think that the Bears are going to come in dead and last this year. But I. If it's not them, it's going to be the Lions. So if you want it to be safe, you could bet both of them. But don't be safe here. We're not We're not safe. We're betting the fucking Bears, and we're betting the mortgage. I love the Bears here, plus 200.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good one. And this kind of goes along with mine. As I have under eight wins at minus 130 on FanDuel. I'm pretty sure it's still a little more expensive on uh, DK, but it's still eight. I I don't know if it's necessarily like this team is going to suck. I think that – like I think they're right around the seven to nine range. Like, I think Nick Ford brings more efficiency to this team, and it – I just think this. I think this division is going. It's literally going to be the new AFC South, where it's going to be come down to the last week to decide the order of this division. So I think it's more of a throw ten dollars on the the win total, throw five dollars on fourth place, because in in reality they could be fourth place at nine and seven, because this team they could just be a big group of nine and seven. So yeah. I definitely like both those there, and yeah, I it's it's weird because you'd think fourth place on this team sucks under eight wins. This team sucks. And I don't even know if that's the case. I really think it's just going to come down to division record and it yeah i yeah i just don't know like i i don't know necessarily who to pick to win the division because the packers are going to regress uh, the vikings are just kind of sitting at that eight eight to nine wins but they lost a bunch of secondary pieces the lion stafford's back so yeah more often than not just take a team with less less upside and less pieces to get it done so i like those a lot there
0: yeah, and I mean Matt Nagy seems like a, kind of a dumbass if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, with you, so for sure. <laughs> now onto the Detroit Lions, the final team here. I got them at over six and a half wins, minus one forty-three. Obviously, you're laying a bit of juice there, but I do like the Lions a lot this year. Last season, they were really, really fucking good. I think they either they beat the Chiefs or they almost beat the Chiefs early in the season with Matt Stafford. And I think if Stafford is healthy, he obviously took the precaution of not playing all 16 games. Normally Stafford is the kind of guy we saw that the season prior where he gets hurt, he hurts his back, and he's like, you know, let me wheel myself out there. Let me try to be great. But instead, he was like, you know what, let me just sit out. Let me be uh, be safe for next season. And that's what he did. So over six and a half wins is definitely possible for the Lions. Now, it is going to be hard because their defense is not very good at all. Even with them drafting, I think they drafted Isaiah Simmons. That's not going to fucking help at all because the Lions defense is still just complete and utter booty cheeks. So they're probably going to be getting screwed over in that department. But Stafford will be able to throw them out of the game. They're not really a team that's super run heavy at all. Obviously, they add DeAndre Swift as another asset to the passing game and reports are now T.J. Hawkinson initially comes out and he's like, "I'm not feeling 100 percent." And then they show these practice clips of him making the defense look silly. Now it's probably not that hard to make the Lions' defense look silly in practice, but I think at the end of the day, the Lions over six and a half is definitely possible. And if there was any other bet I'd lay for them, it's probably that they finished third place in the division.
1: Yeah, I think the the wins is tough for me because I just
0: yeah like the defense is just not good. So I would probably lie more win the
1: division because they're, they're like plus six hundred.
0: And yeah, like I they, said, I
1: think anything could happen in this division. Um, so yeah, I guess I don't know. I would just seven wins. Yeah, it seems good in theory, but I think this what what they did with Stafford last year. It's not repeatable because if it was repeatable, he would not be going as the QB thirteen in fantasy. They would not have a six and a half win total or like it. So it's just kind of inefficiencies there. But mine is uh, Kenny Gault in most receiving touchdowns. Like I said, I have him and Adams both projected at eleven. Most rejection places have Kenny G anywhere from the number one, to like the number five range. And I don't know, he had 11 last year. And I think where it's being overvalued is people are like, he had 11 without Stafford. So he's going to have more than 11. And I don't think no. that's the case. I just think he's a lock for 10 is, is kind of the way I view this because I love Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones will get, super value in fantasy. I have him ranked pretty high compared to ECR, but I think he will get hurt. He will not play the full season. And then you're really relying on Hawkinson, who's been good, but kind of banged up in camp, Amendola. So 2,500, I, I kind of like the stack of him and Adams for touchdown leader, uh, because I really just don't know who who is close. I, get, I mean, like, I have Terry at 10, but like, that's pretty boom on Tyreek. Like Michael Thomas will regress a little bit with Sanders there. So I I really like the Adams and Gallagher. I'm hoping we can get those in what we actually place. Um, But yeah, I think this division has a lot of, uh, a lot of good bets that are still kind of undervalued for sure
0: yeah definitely now on to the nfc south with the saints the bucks the falcons and the panthers now this is going to be a very fun division this year obviously with tampa bay tom brady so first we're going to be talking about the saints and i got michael thomas over 1375.5 yards now even if you think now this is minus 105 so even if you think michael thomas is going to regress like how does he not get over like 1,375 yards. I just really, unless he was to get hurt, I don't see a way that he regresses because even when Drew Brees was hurt, he was still playing good and now they have the W-Eater Jameis fucking Winston as their backup. So imagine if Drew Brees gets hurt, Michael Thomas may may score 2,000 fucking yards all I know I mean literally James Winston will throw the ball to him the defenders he throws it to everyone so his yards could go even crazier so I think that Michael Thomas pretty safe pick over here at over 1,375 which seems kind of crazy because that's obviously a high total but when you're seeing that much volume and you're going down the field obviously he's not one of those guys that's going super down the field to catch the ball he literally just catches slants every time it's like he's playing Madden or something they just audible the slants every single time and that's just all he does but at the end of the day it works for yards it works in the NFL and worked for the saints last year so unless michael thomas is playing against a super defense every single week which they're just not going to because they play in a division that is very score heavy they're going to be playing a lot of games that are going to be back and forth affairs score 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 repeatedly and if alvin kamara is still even if alvin kamara is great i still don't even see a way that michael thomas doesn't get over a thousand three hundred seventy five point five yards
1: yeah i projected at 1380 right now um yeah I, I have him switching to a little bit more run heavy attack. I guess is why like it's it's a close margin, but I definitely think uh, this is a good bet here. Um, it's a high number to reach, but I think the the process behind why you would do it is very is very sound. I guess on it, and that, that's what you're going for a lot with these. Is it makes sense in process because I mean we can't predict how many yards they're actually going to get. Like it's, yeah, that's not possible, right? And so yeah, I don't mind that at all. And kind of going along with mine is I have uh, Drew Brees over 3,900. Uh, passing yards on DraftKings, and I know I just said that I had him switching to more of a run-first attack. But I think the last four years, uh, he either hit that or last year was on pace to hit that. Yeah. And I think part of the thing that's being undervalued is there's been no competition in this division, really, to, for as long as... I, I mean, the the well, the, the Falcons, Falcons were went to... Yeah, like, they went to the Super Bowl or whatever. But, like, before that, really, like, it was it was... The Saints were just taking over, right? And I think the the more competition this year means they're going to have to compete in more games. And I'm projecting at 4,367. That is me saying that I have them switching to more of a run first team. But he came out of retirement. They, he openly said they pulled him out of retirement. He didn't come out of retirement to hand the ball off. He came out of retirement to go for a Super Bowl to go for an MVP. And I think <laughs> yeah. giving him 400 some yards of improvement here. Uh, even if you look at other books or other projections, there's right around the 4,000 book. I think that's definitely one that he will hit. Um, so I kind of like the stack of doing the MT and Drew Brees there um, to kind of keep consistent to where they to where they were last year.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now, next is the Bucks, obviously, with Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Now, I got them finishing second in the division. I just don't know if they will be able to beat Drew Brees to win the division. So I'll take them in second place in the division, plus 115. Now, obviously – they could 100% win this division. I could definitely see that. But I think they will end up falling slightly behind the Saints. I think both of their records are going to be very good in the NFC South, considering they're probably going to lay an absolute smackdown on the Panthers and then probably the Falcons as well. It's going to be close. to will probably split 1-1. One, one. Uh, obviously, Saints Bucks are probably going to split. And I think that the Buccaneers are just going to be overall a good team. I do think Tom Brady will be fine over there with Bruce Arians. I obviously don't think that – I kind of do believe he's kind of a system quarterback because without Bill Belichick, there's no Tom Brady, but with Bruce Arians, there will be Tom Brady because Bruce Arians is also an excellent coach. So I think there's a reason why he went there because he wants to try to win again, and this is probably his best shot too. With the amount of wide receiver weapons on the team as well as a pretty solid defense, so I like the Bucks to finish second in the division plus one
1: fifteen. Yeah, that one I like that one a lot. I couldn't really find anything with the Bucks, so I just did rock to Brady for his first touchdown pass Love at that. plus three forty. <laughs> I super like dumb bet like i i couldn't find anything because i don't know the range of outcomes on this team is crazy they could be an eight and eight team or they could be 16 and 0 because this team is stacked but we just don't know how it's going to work out so more often than not i would just say fade those situations um so yeah i guess if you want to have a little fun just go Gronk to brady first touchdown
0: That's definitely a fun one. So next we got the 28-3 team, the Atlanta Falcons. Now I got passing yards leader Matt Ryan in the NFL. Now this one plus 500, so obviously the odds aren't really too heavily like uh, in your favor. Obviously you probably want something higher than that. But at the end of the day, they were the most pass-heavy team in 2019. They could legitimately throw the ball a zillion times more in 2020. And I would be surprised. I would be shocked if they were not inside of like the top three, top five, in passing uh, attempts. I think that Matt Ryan just has so many weapons there, obviously. I love Hayden Hurst. I love Julio Jones. I love Calvin Ridley. I just don't see a way that they just start to run the ball. I know they bring in Todd Gurley, but Todd Gurley's knee is going to give out like five weeks and they just don't run the ball enough for it to even make sense for them to have even brought him in, in my opinion. So I think that Matt Ryan is going to throw the ball a million times. I think he's going to throw a million passing yards. I think he's going to be good in fantasy. I think this is a very good bet at plus 500 for Mr. Matty Ice.
1: Yeah, he's projected. Uh, it's actually plus 800 on Fanduel. I was gonna let you know because we're definitely placing that one. I have been projected. Okay, so I I'm projected for 600 more than the next highest. This team is gonna run an absurd amount of plays, and yeah. people don't have to believe me, I guess, that they think that, but but they will. So 44, 40 relatively, you wanna like a range of outcomes of like 4500 is definitely. Uh, in in play, and that's why I have Mat- Matty Ice over 44, 49.5 passing yards on FanDuel. So I like that one a lot. There, um, I I have a different guy for passing yards leader, but I definitely think if we combine the both uh, both of them, then uh, we definitely will see some good return on results there. But yeah, the process behind that makes 100% uh, sense.
0: Yeah, definitely. So now into the final division, or not the division, the final team of the NFC South, and that is the Carolina Panthers. Obviously, now they bring in Teddy Roosevelt, Teddy Bridgewater, and I got CMC Offensive Player of the Year plus 1000. This guy was fucking robbed last season. If they don't give it to him this year, and he puts up even close to a season as last year, the NFL is a fraudulent, like organization, in my opinion, a fraudulent league, they have to give it to him this year. The guy's going to be a beast again. He could put up the same amount of yards as last year. I mean, he probably could even get even more because Teddy Bridgewater is just a better quarterback, you would think, than Kyle Allen, considering Cam Newton played like absolute dog shit the first two games of the season before he got hurt. So I think that uh, Christian McCaffrey could win Offensive Player of the Year. He could even win the MVP of the league, but I think it's more likely they give that to a quarterback. I talked about that, obviously, in the AFC episode, so you guys want to check that out. I think Deshaun Watson could win the MVP. I think Offensive Player of the Year, should be christian mccaffrey as long as they don't fuck him over again
1: no yeah i like that one a lot I, the mvp like as much as we think it makes sense it just, it's just a waste of money but i think you're definitely uh good odds there so i i have quite a bit for this one and i don't even know if i'm high on it so most passing yards i have teddy b at plus plus six thousand, and well cool. people <laughs> i have projected the second highest this team is going to run an absurd amount of plays. Same with the Falcons, because they, they're going to have to keep up with the Saints. They're, they're going to have to keep up with everyone in the division. And I think the thing that sticks out to people is these teams are good, but their defenses suck in this division. The Saints' defense is not that great. The Bucs' is not that great. They, the corners are young. Falcons and Panthers' defense are, might be the worst defenses in the league in general. Besides the Jets. <laughs> yeah, besides the Jets. But I, I think that if you – we're not going away. We're not starting the season without these him and Matt Ryan stacked on most passing yards, even just a small amount, because it's it it just makes sense for him to do it. Yeah. And then with that, most receiving yards, we're gonna do Adams, and we're also gonna throw in DJ Moore because it, it if they run as much plays as they will, DJ Moore is a lock for 1,200 yards. Take my waters here at five right now in PPR and half PPR rankings. He it's gonna have to work out because if if it doesn't. Then this team might not even come close to winning a game. Ultimately, could happen, but they're just going to throw the ball so much. Even with McCaffrey, he's going to get his touches, but they're just going to have so many plays. The last four games over the last four games last year, they were like number one in plays ran or number two. They're going to keep that going. Uh, that means I have DJ more over 1050 f- yards. Then uh, Teddy B. There's a thing on DraftKings Teddy B. to have more uh, passing yards than Cam Newton at minus 167. I feel like. I don't know if you want to stack all these because that's just kind of digging your own grave if you don't hit. But I think I would rather take the most passing yards than that one just because the, the odds there. But I definitely think uh, this could be super bullish on the Panthers and what their offense could do, but I just think it's going to work because they're going to keep low a dot yards after the catch with their playmakers, and it's going to have so many plays. So I think the takeaway here is DJ Moore and Teddy B uh, most, most in their respective positions. For sure.
0: Now on to the NFC East with everyone's favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. Just kidding. We don't like the Dallas Cowboys. So no. I but I am pretty high on the fact that I think the team will be throwing the ball a lot with Mike McCarthy. But obviously, Kellen Moore is still probably going to be calling the plays there. So they'll probably still do a lot of that RPO bullshit that they were fucking around with last year. So I got the Cowboys. I got Dak over 4,275.5 yards minus 110. Now, even if they aren't very good, typical eight and eight for the Cowboys, Dak Prescott's still gonna throw the ball a million times because the wide receiver core there is just so good. I have no idea which wide receiver will end up with the most yards or most touchdowns at the end of the season. It could be Gallup. It could be Cooper. It could be Ceedee lamb in my opinion, but that's not going to matter at all because that's why in my opinion, in fantasy, you fade the three wide receivers and you just take Dak. If you want, a piece of that offense are obviously besides Zeke. I think Dak is going to really tear it up this season. I think he's going to look good again. I think 4,275.5 yards is definitely possible for Dak. He's definitely getting over 4,000. So it's around that range where I think it's possible for 4,000 to like 4,500 passing yards for him because he's obviously also going to get a bunch of rushing yards.
1: Yeah, no, their offense is going to be electric. And that I, my, my pick might not seem, like, why the hell would you do this pick if you just said their offense was going to be good? I have under 10 wins. This is on my book. It's at nine and a half right now. I don't advise doing nine and a half because they could ultimately hit 10 wins, but they're not hitting 11. So if you see 10, smash it. But it, it's more the aspect of like, don't fall. Okay. The football outsiders mean projection, meaning their average projection, they do this every year, 8.8 wins. Shidobe Ouzie, now their number one corner, was the third most yards allowed on double moves last year. <laughs> Coaches are smart. They're just going to target him on double moves. Their defense, which they have a good front seven. Like, it, we're, we're not saying they're bad. They were top eight in pressure the last three seasons. So, like, you're not you're, – you're replacing – you're taking this front seven and you're already being top eight. So, you're not getting anything more. They lost Michael Bennett and Robert Quinn, who had 18 sacks and 61 hurries. So, you're asking Everson Griffin – to fill that okay cool he fills that you're the same as last year and I know vacated production is a little different on defense but it's still the concept of they've already had a good front seven so you can't say like oh we have a good front seven because you're already expecting that and their rest edge meaning days rest between certain games is minus one so you're already giving that a negative there so I they're like the Browns and I and I know like their their team could be good but I'll see it when I believe it and I, I will go down If they do get 11, 12 wins, okay, I'll say, cool, you proved me wrong once in the last 24 years since you (laughs) won a Super Bowl. So, like, it's just – if you can get it at 10, get it at 10. Because for them to go 11, they would have to destroy this division, which they never do. They would have to – I think they had a couple games against the Ravens. They have the Steelers. They, like, these tough games that they're going to have to pull out of them. And I know their defense is good, but their defense – their corners are not good. Like, you have to have corners. Trust me, I know. I've watched the Broncos – Since Peyton Manning, they haven't. They've had one good corner, and they just get destroyed at the second corner, who isn't good. So I know that it's a big factor um, for the for for defenses.
0: Yeah, they also lost. I don't know if you said it. They also lost Byron Jones, so not very bueno for them. So now onto the Philadelphia Eagles, the team that won the division last year. Because when the Cowboys uh, they need to win, they just can't win. But obviously the Clapper man's out of there, so maybe that'll that might just bring the Giants to win a million games. Actually, so the Eagles now Zach Ertz. Over six touchdowns, minus 110. Now, Zach Ertz is a guy that kind of revolves around that five to eight mark. Now, I don't think that Ertz is done yet. I think next year is when we see the fucking complete fall of Zach Ertz where Godert is just getting so many snaps the snaps are keep rising rapidly for Godert but I don't think that that will affect that will affect his like yards for Ertz but I don't think it will affect his touchdowns because as we know the Philadelphia Eagles offense legitimately their wide receiver core is so fucking injury prone it's actually crazy last year they had guys playing from the AAF were playing and they were starting and they were playing well so once those guys got hurt Ertz was balling out I would project Alshon Jeffrey plays like five games. I would project Deshaun Jackson plays one good game. And then, which is game one, because every single year, week one, this guy literally just takes the defense, hits him with the one, two Floyd Mayweather, and then walks away and never does anything else the rest of the season. So that's definitely out of the books for uh Watt or not Watson. Um. Deshaun Jackson to do anything, so I think that it's definitely possible that Ertz scores over six touchdowns, minus 110, definitely seems like a pretty solid bet, I mean it's either, he's either going to score five or he's going to score like seven or eight to me so I'll happily take that bet with Ertz over six touchdowns
1: No, yeah, I like that, I mean unless is going to take over the red zone work, it's definitely him I have them at plus 140 to win the division uh, it, for some reason they signed the best D tackle last year they signed Darius Slay and the team is worse, I guess. They lost Malcolm Jenkins, but, like, they, they you you make up for that in the players you sign. Yeah. They won the division last year. They had nobody on their offense, and they won the division last year. <laughs> yeah. We have to imagine that adding Rager, Deshaun Jackson's back, these other guys have to help. So, I, it's, yet again, the people are just over-evaluating what the Cowboys actually will do before they actually see them do it. So, I, I like the plus 140 there.
0: Yeah, I like that as well, considering they won the division last year. So next team up here is the New York football Giants. I live in New Jersey. I know what the Giants are like. I know the fans are going to talk them up to somehow being the best team in the division, but they just simply won't. Joe Judge is a real alpha guy, though. I love the clips of him in practice where he made those guys wear fucking tennis balls on their hands so that they don't hold onto to people. That's just a real, real alpha maneuver for Joe Judge. But I don't see them finishing inside of the top two, and I cannot see them finishing last. So third in the division, plus 118. Now it's entirely possible that either the Eagles or the Cowboys completely crumble, but I don't think that's going to happen, and I just think the Giants are locked to finish in third in the division, plus 118. I think Daniel Jones steps up and plays better. I think with Saquon Barkley obviously coming back, Uh, to be completely healthy. Obviously, he got hurt last year, but the guy's a freak. He's a monster. He somehow comes back, like the injury says, four or five weeks. He's back in two. He's just that good of a player or that healthy of a guy. So the Giants, third in the division, definitely seems possible. The defense being kind of pretty shit, obviously. They they draft some guy early. He gets hurt. It's just the luck of the Giants. So third in the division, to me, seems very possible for the New York football Giants.
1: No yeah, I like that one a lot. The Redskins are terrible. I don't think they're going to catch them there. Um so I have two I have under 6 wins at plus money. I believe that's on uh, DraftKings. PK. Yeah, and then another first win uh kind of like the Jets one is we week, week 6 against the Redskins. Um they open up against the Steelers. No way. Then they go to Soldier Field. No way. No. <laughs> the Niners, no way. Then they play the Rams and the Cowboys before they play the Redskins. So the Ra- I think it comes down to those Bears and those Rams games. I think the Cowboys, the first, the first match against the Cowboys, I, I don't think they can get done. Um, So I like the plus 700 there on the Redskins. You're basically narrowing it down to can they beat the Bears at the Bears stadium? Probably. I don't know. In week two, that seems kind of early. And if you don't even think they can beat the Redskins in week six, go to week nine where they play the Redskins again. Throw a little bit on that too, and I think – that's definitely possible, but I like the week six and the under win total here.
0: Yeah, definitely. And plus, do you know if there's going to be fans at the Bears games? That also depends because I don't know, because the NFL, the way they do this is so dumb. It should either be every team, in my opinion, should be every team has fans or every team doesn't have fans. So you're kind of giving some teams unfair advantages, but I don't know. So now onto the Washington football team, no longer the Washington R words. Uh, Last in division is my pick for (laughs) them. Minus 129. I mean come on this seems this seems like a lock as well I mean unless the giants just completely shit the bed there's no way the Washington football team finishes as anywhere besides last place. Now something interesting to note about the Washington football team is when you draft their defensive fantasy, it just says football team. It doesn't even say Washington on nfl.com, so I just found that right. funny. Nice nice interesting tidbit of information. I think one of my friends drafted them because it said football team and that was pretty funny. So, Washington garbage ass defense. Uh the offense should not even garbage defense. I actually I'm kind of lying. Their front seven is pretty good, but Overall, don't think they're gonna be that good. I think the t- other teams in the division should be able to smack them around. So I like the uh, the Washington football team to finish dead last in the division minus one twenty nine.
1: No, yeah, I definitely think that's that's some weird odds. I would think it'd be a lot more than that. So I like that bet quite a bit. Uh, I have under five wins. I don't really love anything else, but I think if you they could finish six and ten, but I think ultimately they're they're a five win team. So you just take take the push there with the chance of the under, uh, but not much value there.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now on to the final division of the NFC. And that's talking about the NFC West. We already went over the East. So the 49ers, I got over 3,700.5 yards for Mr. Jimmy G. I believe that is. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Over 3,700.5 yards for Jimmy Garoppolo. I didn't even write it in correctly. Now, why do I say this? I don't even believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is absolutely, he's just a, they're just going to run the ball a million times, but I think that if Debo Samuel comes back healthy, which seems like he may even play week one now, that's kind of an optimistic call, in my opinion, to say that. But I do think that even if they're running the ball a lot, that Jimmy G will somehow just get over 3,700 yards. I mean, Kittle could easily get a 1,000 yards plus this season. And I think that the other wide receivers will get theirs, and over 3,700 seems good. But I wouldn't be surprised if he was slightly under there at like 3,500. I don't really think he's going to be a very good fantasy quarterback because I don't think he's going to be throwing that many touchdowns, but I think he's going to be throwing a decent amount of yards every game. So I got uh, Jimmy G over 3,700.5 at minus 110. What do you think about that? Because that was a pick I was going really back and forth on the over and the under.
1: Yeah, I, I looked at it. I think it's, it's pretty consistent to where he should finish I, I mean i don't think he finishes like completely over um but i think that's definitely a solid line for him there i i didn't really know what to go with here because the running backs that don't have any props because they're so up in the air i i went titans versus niners super bowl plus plus eight thousand. totally just a throw 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 a dart long shot dart play yeah. there i i i really think the niners return i the Saints, every year, we can do this. The, go to the Super Bowl, they'll lose in the playoffs. I don't think the Bucks are good enough to beat the Niners when it comes down to it. The Packers are going to regress. I think mean, Seattle's going to regress a little bit um, in terms of, like, in the playoffs. They can win the division. I know you picked them to win the division, but I, I really think this Niners team is just legit, and I think they can return, and then obviously have the Titans going. But I wouldn't advise... <laughs> like taking too much into account with this is more a long shot if anything
0: yeah i mean the saints are definitely just going to run into the buzzsaw of the vikings eventually in the playoffs and yeah lose, so now the next team to talk about here is the seattle seahawks i i got suckered into them last year i always believe in the seahawks i just believe too much in pete, pete carroll and russell wilson so i i thought they were gonna win the super bowl last year that was kind of a crazy take and i said fuck it you know what i think seattle's gonna do it they didn't do it they uh they lost to the pa- the packers but that was fine you know They lost to the Patriots a couple years ago because, you know, why run the ball with uh, the best running back in the game at that point or one of the best, you know, just throw the ball. So I I have Seattle to win the division. I would not be surprised if they won the NFC. If I'm being completely honest with you, I really like the Seahawks. Now, I understand that they're going to try to run the ball a lot. Now, Chris Carson seems actually kind of more banged up than I previously thought which is worrisome for the Seahawks. But I think that the Seahawks easily smack up the Cardinals and the Rams. I think the only worry in this division that could potentially beat them is the 49ers. So I'll take them plus 220. That's some solid odds. In my opinion, I do think the 49ers do return to be very good. I just worry that what happens if the defense isn't as good as they were during last season. That's the only worry about them. I think Seattle is a very good team. And I think Seattle will probably end up tying the 49ers when they play uh, during the season, probably 1-1. So I think Seattle could definitely pass them to win the division plus 220.
1: Yeah, I don't mind that. I, I think it's more of a division. I don't – the hashtag let, let Russ cook campaign, I'm all in on that shit. The, the, this is – he he is the number one quarterback in the league. I, I know people love Mahomes, but he he is the best quarterback. And I don't want to say by a long shot, but I, I just know – the whole narrative of put him on the Chiefs, whatever. I just know that he brings more to – this team is not good. Like, the, Tyler Lockett is a receiver because, obviously, of him. But because Russ is there, yeah. there's a reason that they could have DK run one route last year, and it works. The yeah. defense is their front seven. There's a reason they draft front seven every year because they, it's it's terrible, right? It's not – they don't have the defense that used to be. But every That's time, everyone's like, Yeah. Every time everyone's like bet on Russ in prime time, bet on Russ in prime. There's a reason because this man can just play football. He just comes back all the time. So yeah, I think it really, it really could come down to them splitting with the Niners like we saw last year and come down to not necessarily the wire in terms of they win the division. But I think as long as you get them in the playoffs, I think this team always has a shot to go to the Super Bowl. So I don't mind that at all. I have a uh, Tyler Lockett over 975.5 receiving yards at minus one ten on DraftKings. Uh, yeah. About, about all i gotta say i mean it's just disrespect on him like he this there's no other target competition on this team besides dk greg olson's not going to get more than 600 yards will Dizzi will probably tear his acl again
0: oh and that's so
1: mean <laughs> it's true though like it, it's i mean me and Dwayne were recording the pod he said every 15 he can in his career he's kind of touchdown on every five targets and he's gotten injured on every 15 targets so that's what you will but <laughs> uh i mean like it's i didn't even pull up Locketts past stats, but it's it's he's well over a thousand. I don't like love this one a time to throw a bunch of money on it, uh, because I'll, ultimately if they don't hashtag let Russ cook, he might be right around the 950 range. But I think it's definitely a solid line for him.
0: Yeah, definitely. So now uh, the second team or the third team talk about here is the Arizona Cardinals. Now, this bet to me seems like the the mortal lock of the century as well. I don't even understand how this is at this. Kyler over rushing yards 475.5 at -110. He was over 400 rushing yards last year and didn't even run out of the pocket for the first, like, six games. He was scared to run. He's, like, five feet tall. He probably didn't want to get put through in through the dirt by these NFL defenders. But then he was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to actually run. And he was very productive. Over 475.5 just seems it seems a little too low for uh, Kyler Murray, especially if he's running as much as I think he will. And in this offense, he can really cook out there by running the ball. And I think he's going to have a very good season this year. Now I have him ranked in fantasy as like a top five quarterback, which doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be a great NFL quarterback because fantasy and NFL don't really or fantasy and the NFL real football don't really correlate too much with how good a guy is. But I think Kyler Murray rushing over 475.5 yards will make him a good fantasy option. And I just think that that's entirely possible for Kyler. I wouldn't be surprised if he was sitting at around the 550 to 600 range this season.
1: Yeah, you would think he would improve from last year. Um, yeah, it's it, it makes sense why this would be the line because ultimately they might throw the ball more. But still, I think that they're not going to take away from the design runs they had for Kyler over the last half of the year. So I like that one quite a bit. Uh, I have over seven wins for him. Based on the fact that their schedule is going to be easier, they're adding uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So I, I don't, like, love it because their division is still so tough. I put win the division at plus 800, but now the more I think about it, I don't really love that. Um, so I'm going to get rid of that one right here. But I think I think the seven's a good number to work with because I think this is the first time in a long time this division has been pretty even with all four teams are playoff caliber teams. So that's kind of like the NFC North where it could, could come down in the last week to de- decide the standings. Um, yeah. So I don't mind the over seven there, but I'm not in love with it.
0: All right. So now onto the final team of the video. I hope everyone has enjoyed this video. So we are now talking about the LA Rams, the team that gets that new SoFi Stadium that looks fucking awesome that they show off in Hard Knocks in the most recent episode. I got Bobby Trees, Bobby Woods, Robert Woods over 1,050.5 receiving yards at minus 110. Now Cooper Cup last season, once they committed to the two tight end set was kind of falling off. Robert Woods was a top five. Uh, fancy wide receiver on point per game basis, and Robert Woods was getting a zillion yards every game. I think if they play more with the two tight end set, we're going to see Robert Woods really play well. Now I don't understand why they wouldn't, considering the two tight end set helps the fact that their offensive line is just going to get barreled over by a lot of these uh, defensive lines. I think Robert Woods is a very good player. I think over a thousand fifty is definitely uh, possible for Robert Woods at minus one ten. So I'm going to take it. Uh, if he finishes lower than that, he's definitely going to get over a thousand. So. Uh, I just would go ahead and assume he might be able to get a thousand one hundred, or obviously higher than ten fifty.
1: Yeah, for sure. And along the same lines, I have Cooper Cup over six touchdown passes or passes catches. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I get why six is the line, just due to the dip off he saw last yeah. year. But the last two seasons, when he's kind of taken over this 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 role that he has he's had a 0.75 touchdown rate per game and a 0.63 touchdown rate per game so to me even if he only plays 14 15 games the, the odds say that he should hit, hit that one so I think that's pretty low uh, but if they do go to this whole 12 personnel thing that they did last year he, he definitely could be sitting right around six but then again you're still pushing at that so I like the six there quite a bit
0: yeah, and Jared Goff also looks at him a lot deep down the field and in, like, the red zone. I mean, last year he had a touchdown that they called back because he, like, stepped – he was, like, one yard away and they fucking called him down, which was awesome because then – uh Cause then they threw it to Robert Woods and I won my fantasy game. So shout out to that. So you thank go. you guys uh, all for watching this video. I would really appreciate it. Maybe you're listening as well. So if you're listening, make sure to leave a, a review on the podcast because I literally have like five fucking reviews. This, it has like 5,000 listens and only five reviews. Come on guys. Just go down there, leave a review. Uh, Lucas, you got anything to say here before we uh, exit this?
1: Nah, man, just looking forward uh, to murdering the bookie. And I hope that, uh, don't, don't take all of our picks because that's this bad process by you guys. But if you have any questions, reach out to us. I'm excited to do this every week uh, to see how, how good we think we actually are.
0: Yeah, we're uh, sharper than a knife in Gordon Ramsey's house, so that's what we are. So I think that uh, we're going to have a great time. Obviously, you guys, this is going to be the last episode of the preseason, or not even the preseason, but before the regular season starts, we will be posting every week. It's probably going to be a defined date. Maybe it's Saturday, maybe it's Friday, every single week. So hopefully you guys do end up enjoying. Uh, I post a lot of fantasy content on here as well. So if you're into fantasy football, you can hit that subscribe button as well. Make sure to follow Lucas as well on Twitter. He tweets out some interesting tidbits of information. I don't tweet out anything useful probably just a lot of memes but you can follow me as well it's a fun time on there so thank you guys all for watching i love you all and i'll see you guys i think maybe next week or the week after with week one of the nfl season i love you all have a great rest of your guys day goodbye